All right. I can at least get you to Oakmont, and I don't know where it is. I have I have it up on my GPS. Oh, okay. So you don't really need to. Cool. You don't have to worry about that. So, um, let's see. So we're on like one of my on episode three. This is an intro for episode three. Um, welcome to the Decipher the Media podcast. Um, I am recording this introduction as I am driving to the premiere of what movie is it, Nicole? Body Farm. It's called Body Farm. And I have uh, my uh, my hot date for the night is uh, holding the camera here. So while I record this, this is totally safe, by the way. Totally safe. Um, so I'm on the road on the way to the Oaks Theater in Oakmont. Um, prior to this, we recorded a couple episodes um, that had to do with the premiere. Um, the uh, we recorded those at the Rivertown Poorhouse in Monroeville, um, which I will actually be going to later tonight for a rap party. Me and my hot date. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes at me. Um, so I just figured I'd uh, bring this my recording gear along to the premiere and just record a little, probably a little mini episode. I don't know if it's going to be as long as the other ones were, but uh, definitely uh, get some footage there while I'm while I'm on the premiere on the red carpet, as they call it. Um, so um, this episode in particular is of uh, Tim Roberts and Kevin Hania. Um These two gentlemen I've known since, well, since my, since I started out in Pittsburgh, about five years, I'd say. Um, much like the gentleman that I've entered or been on the had on the podcast in the past. Um, these guys have uh, definitely worked with a lot. Um, we've been on a lot of each other's projects. Tim, in particular, he's been a um, helpful in the camera department and Kevin in particular has been very helpful in as an assistant director so uh, I've worked with them um, they they mainly have been in those roles but uh, you know they, they've also assisted in many other roles as well on set um, Tim has uh, taken over uh, camera director of photography duties for me once or twice on the uh, production of Body Farm, um, and hats off to him for doing that. I had some personal matters going on a day or two that I had to uh, have him, you know, do that. And I know he's he's very good at what he does. So um, and then um, then he always he was always there on set to assist me with the lighting um, and with any camera setups and anything like that. So you know he's been a huge help. And Kevin was pretty much the glue that held the entire production together for Body Farm. Um, he was always there, always organized, making sure we had what we need for each day um, as we shot, um, always keeping us on time and keeping us from, you know, screwing around pretty much. So, you know, these boys have been, been with with us on this production from the beginning and I'm glad that I got to sit down with them and uh, talk to them um, so um, as we uh, drive to the premiere here um, for a uh, another event I just wanted to 
introduce these two gentlemen on a uh, podcast that uh, we've actually already recorded, but uh, you know, this is uh, this is uh, decipher the media uh, episode number three with Tim Roberts and Kevin Hania. Enjoy. How was that? Is that was that good? Good. Yeah. Yeah. You have anything to add to that? We're still recording. We're still rolling. You wanna you wanna give some insights now? No? No? Aw. Introduction. Thank you. And uh, I'm Kevin Hayna. All right. I think I played a dead body. <laughs> you t- played a dead body in Body Farm. Yeah. Oh yes. We worked on Body Farm. I guess. Yes. Yes. These are crew members of Body Farm. Uh, what, what What did you guys do? You were like Ace. I, I was Steve's Steve's gaffer. Gaffer. You You pretty much did. Friend. I was did Steve's gaffer and best friend. Best friend. Camera best friend. <laughs> Best friend camera. That's how he's credited in the role. Yeah. Steve's best friend. Steve's Steve best would friend. be like, I want this insane lighting setup. And Tim would be like, okay. <laughs> no, I tried to keep it as simple as possible. It was Nick that wanted the insane lighting <laughs> setup. <laughs> he's not on this podcast. He was on the first podcast, in case you want to know who he is. So yes. go watch that one. Simple or listen is definitely to it. key. Yeah. Simple was key. Yes, yeah. Okay. If you are a camera person, you want something that's simple and quick to set up. If you're the director, you probably want something that's out of insanely impossible. So that's usually the mentality that goes on on set. It, it's it's that mentality anywhere. I mean, yeah. You have your crew to keep keep your ground reality. The director who's had needs to really be. Yeah, thinking as ambitiously and, as possible. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's a person that's going really, above and beyond. Yeah, that's that person needs to drive the crew. But everyone's yeah. crew needs to be realistic and think, okay, maybe we can't do a uh, flying three sixty, which never happened. <laughs> but just so you guys know, flying three sixty is a little difficult to do. Can so. you do a somersault while you're holding the camera and like you know <laughs> jumping over a car? I saw a YouTube video of some guy do that. Yeah, I think I know what YouTube video you're talking about. Somebody said it was like fake or something. Like there was no way that they could have done it the way that it was. Handled. I don't know. But they made us all. If look it's the bad. same one that I'm thinking of. They made us all look bad though. But uh, I don't know. I'd have to go look at it again. Yeah. Um, all right, Kevin. What did you do on set? Uh, I was the assistant director. Assistant director. All right. And what kind of duties did you do? You were pretty much keeping everyone in line, right? It's sort of like the train conductor. Okay. People were moving. <laughs> uh, and I basically, I make sure, you know, if they say uh, there's a gun and five actors on set, there's, you know, five actors and a gun, not five guns and an actor. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and, so. Then, and then it's a lot of, you know, making sure Nick gets his shots, making sure... Do you want to read anything on, on the air? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, am I, am, I, am I supposed to read it on the podcast? You can, you can read however you want. Brewers Burgers, Burger Top with Brewers Beer, Cheese Burger, and LTO. That's uh, that's six fifty. In case you were wondering, that's uh, a great deal. By the way, we are recording tonight at Rivertown Pub, 
in Monroeville. Is this technically Monroeville? This is technically Monroeville. Okay, so. this is technically Monroeville. So, uh, you know, if you ever want to go to, don't, or not, did I say Rivertown Pub or Rivertown Poorhouse? Because there is a difference between the you two. You said Rivertown Pub. This is Rivertown Poorhouse, not pub. Rivertown Pub will take you to North Huntington. This is Rivertown Poorhouse. They do in Monroeville. Um, yeah, they have uh, good food. I've uh, been here several times before. Have, have you? I have not been to this one now. No, yeah, River Towns. Are there the several? Are there several? There's River one towns? in Irwin, I thought. And then there's one in Northside. Oh, maybe that's the Rivertown think, Pub that I'm That might be the Rivertown Pub in Irwin. And then there's one on Northside, I believe. Oh, okay. Like right on North Shore. Yeah, you, you go here often? Uh, well, I guess you're more in the movies, apparently. Yeah, I guess you're more in the city, so you can't yeah, really. Yeah, sure. I, I actually was not on the shoots where you guys shot here at Rivertown, but you guys, how many days did you shoot here? One, two? Oh, three. that's right. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, now, that was that was my favorite day here, was uh, what uh, Nick called the Goodfellow shot. Remember that? Where we had Angelo. We had Angelo Ray. He was, you know Angelo. Yeah, no, Steady oh, yeah, cam yeah, operator. And yeah, we, we did the uh, the steady cam shot. Yeah, right. through, and you go the, through uh, the River Town's kitchen. Oh, nice. I, I don't know. It might be cut from the movie. Is that a spoiler? It's a good... anyway, uh, no, it's not, not a spoiler. Yes, no. Anyway, it was through. It did... Hey, Brandon. Did the, did the steady cam shot? Did that make the final cut? In yeah, here? They all did. Yep. Oh, it did. Yeah, they all oh, cool. Yeah, so, so that'll, it's in that'll, the film. That'll, that'll you heard it here first. That'll be in the movie. But yeah, you start. <laughs> not in the podcast. You can't see it now because it's a. Uh, we will on... actually be recreating it later. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're seeing us right now. That's how. It'll, it'll and just if be you're this. listening to the audio, then you're only hearing our voices. You're not really seeing us. You can just imagine what we look like. We're very strapping, handsome. All three of look, us look like. Uh, like the three muskets here. Ryan, like Ryan Gosling. We're like Ryan Gosling's I, brothers, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's uh, how that works. Um, Ryan Gosling's better looking brothers. Yeah, yeah. We just never got into acting, so that's why we're not famous, obviously. So they were over here somewhere, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And it goes, you follow, it's like a, a waiter, I think. And they go from outside through the kitchen, like through here, through there, all the way around yeah. and back. And uh, you had to like cue extras to come at a certain point. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. You, we we got to. It pretty much takes takes you on tour around the uh, restaurant, so you get to see kind of that uh, up close and personal. Um, but uh, the way that it was shot was uh, really awesome. We used a steady cam. If you're not familiar with what a steady cam is, it's pretty much a camera that's kind of like you're strapped to it, pretty much, uh, and to help it, as the name implies, keep it steady. Um, do you work with good steady cams yeah, a lot? A, a so little you, bit, yeah. I've, okay. I have. So you know how the the, yeah, the physics and mechanics of it all works. It's basically, right? Yeah, it's entirely a basically mechanical piece. You have, you have steady cams. You have gimbals now are very popular also. Oh yeah, gimbals yeah. Gimbals are electronic. It's like a three-axis motor. That's everything's working to keep everything stable. Where steady cams, I mean, they those go back since the seventy. I think 71 was the first time a study cam was used, maybe? Oh, really? 75. Was it five? Uh, I know what I used it in Rocky. There was a movie yeah. before that. Uh, I forget the name of the movie, but yeah. it's the one with uh, David Carradine, and he's like a folk singer. And it's folk they start off in a crane, the crane comes, comes down, and, cam and then walks like, it's like a train yeah. sort of thing. And then the oh. crane comes down, and he walks yeah. off of it. And totally it like, blew everybody's minds. minds, like, how did you do that yeah. shot? That's that's how it is. Rocky was the and, second one. Been and going that up camera this. operator, I, can't, I wish I remembered his name. I should know. Gareth Brown. Yeah, so he invented it. 
to basically do that, and everyone realized it was so like, why not just keep doing this? It's mobile. Uh, but yeah, it basically just utilizes gravity and physics to, to keep the center of gravity from falling from outside, and it just pulls it down. Really cool stuff. You don't have to worry about batteries. That's nice yeah. about them. The more, more electronics you have, the more things, kind of more gremlins you have to deal with. Yeah, you have to get those big battery packs, have everything strapped to. Uh, yeah, there's just, just electrical gremlins always happen. The more electro electronics you have, the more issues you just think, what the hell? I have to keep hitting this thing, just keep slapping it till it works. And it does, it, it, but, it works. Uh, it's the shining when you're when the, the kid is like riding on the bike through the the overbooked right. hotel and then he turns a corner and then there's the two creepy twins. That's steady cam. Ah, um, nice. Very nice. And Goodfellas, which the, the bar scene in Goodfellas, which was which was this was a homage Bo to. And Boogie Nights was a very similar scene that what uh, Goodfellas did. They did something very similar a few years later. Oh really? Yeah, it basically was like a roar rink. Maybe okay. Roar rink. I don't think I've seen Boogie uh, Nights. It's very, very good fellas like. They probably uh, called okay. it the good fellas shot at that point, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, it gives the, your camera kind of a weightless quality. Right. And you don't use it all the time, and I think there's two steady cameras. There's one in Moundsville. Ray Mongoli shot that yeah. one, and Angela shot this one. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and, and typically, like, that's something, like, they bring in special. They, the Steadicam Ops usually has their Yeah, they have really someone that's, them. like, yeah. either, you know, they're, they're trained to use that equipment, and they usually have their own equipment to use, and they're hired on to do it. I, <coughs> I was a director of photography, but I wasn't actually operating the Steadicam in those shots. Yeah. yeah. So. It's an art into itself. I mean, it's not just... Pointing a, like pointing a can like composing a shot at that point you get to like it's, it's almost like a full body workout almost yeah yeah I mean your entire body kind of like operates it at that point I so. know it's like Angela was saying like it doesn't do certain things well so you kind of have to set the shot up. it takes a lot of work yeah Nick yeah. and I were here the night before with just nobody and we just sort of walked and, and then it's trying to figure out when certain extras get cued, right, and it's sort of like go oh, now. That's a lot like, of walking work. Yeah, it's, it's like, a lot of yeah. It's like ten takes or something. It took. I mean, we typically were shooting. Oh yeah, two yeah. or three. Yeah, yeah I was those I was falling behind the the steady cam shot in here the whole time, and it was just a lot of back and forth and just timing just had to be just right for each little thing. That, I think we had an easier time with the one in Moundsville. Yeah, uh, this is Moundsville Penitentiary, which is yeah. in yeah. West there Virginia. There wasn't as lot, of, a lot, of, as many cues because we were just doing a pan across the uh, the prison cells, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Also, was, focus was. It wasn't less critical. Focus is always critical, but the plane of focus doesn't change that, enti that entire shot. Right at the prison, because yeah. it's it's a basically a tracking shot. Yeah, and the plane of focus. Is always equal distance from the camera at any point in time. Where oh, yeah. when you're walking forward, your plane of focus changes like exponentially quickly the entire oh, time. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're blocking that has definitely to be makes it blocking makes it more difficult. So. so going back to what we shot here, there's a scene. Avoiding spoilers, the one Brett plays, who's, I believe his character is Zach in the movie. Yeah. There's a certain special effect sequence in the bathroom. We shot that here too. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't say more than that. Yeah, yeah don't tell me anymore. That'd be a spoiler for me right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I saw more of Rhett's penis on that shoot than I did. wanted to see the rest Can I of my just life. Say, don't tell me anything worse. <laughs> <than you. laughs> I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> 
It's, okay. it's just, yeah. That was the two big things that were here. There is lots of little things. It was sort of amazing how um, this movie uses um, other places in different ways. Because I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the whole thing, like once we go in the penitentiary, we don't leave it. But we're yeah. shooting, like, we're recreating. Oh yeah, it's not actually like one location that we're shooting at. Yeah. They're using lots of different places. We're spreading out, you know, yeah, we're spreading it out to make it look like it's one penitentiary, but, you know, all these locations, you know, it, it's, it's many locations. I don't know how many different ones we shot at to make it one penitentiary. I want to say at least... Probably 10. Yeah, 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 somewhere around there, because we got exteriors at one place. And then we have the set that was actually built in Brandon's basement. Two that, sets, actually. Two sets, that's right. That's right. So the, the second set being another special effect sequence, which yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that one, I actually, I don't think I was present for that sh that uh, one. You, uh, you took over duties for, for, that, one, that, one for day. that day. Yeah, yeah. one day, yeah. So, uh, that, I was guess, a blood, that was a big blood day. Yeah, that, uh, that one I actually missed. I got I got a few uh, drops of blood on my lenses. <laughs> there's a there's, more than a few. There's still actually there's still blood dry blood on my camera from that shoot. Yeah. Which I, I don't really care about, but I, just, this, like, I was I was playing blood off the equipment for about four months after that. So. There's this shot of Tim in the middle of the floor with the with a watermelon yeah. and just blood. But you really can't see the camera, so in context, it looks Monster. like we have. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm like, I should probably take this off my phone. If the cops ever pulled this up, it's not gonna look like we're making a movie. It's yeah. gonna look. Like <laughs> Kevin Haina, assistant director in Serial Killers. Yeah, I mean, so it's, a, it's always the quiet ones, Tim. It's always the quiet ones. So, how is the best way to dispose of a body? Uh, either a bucket lie or pig farm. Yeah. One or the other. Or both. Why does pig farm keep keep coming up as a way to dispose of bodies? I feel like it this works. Is, I know. In recent, in like the past month, this is the second time I've heard about a pig farm used to like get rid as of a body. As long as they're hungry, they eat anything, man. Anything. It's like that that scene out of uh, what was it? Uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's interesting. If I'm not mistaken. Sure. Thank you. If I'm not just, mistaken. Uh, yeah. Just to get, get a little, little TLC. Does anybody else need one? Oh, I'm good. If I'm not mistaken, uh, okay, beyond Brandon and Nick, we're probably the only three who are like on every one. I was not. No, I, really? I was probably on. I was on probably sixty-five percent. I'd say sixty-five, seventy percent. Yeah. Something around that. But. Uh, mm -hmm. You were. Yeah, you were there were times you were real busy that you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, make my it. my schedule gets me kind of wacky sometimes. I mean, I was on like. Probably ninety-five percent of the shoot. It was just that. All but that one day. That one day, yeah. I think, was the, the only day I couldn't make yeah, it. I think for... I missed one too. But I yeah. was on it for everything. So yeah, uh, it was... we definitely. I mean, you know, the credits in the film they'll say you know specific jobs that we did, but we really all wore multiple hats on this production. Definitely. So it wasn't just you know limited to whatever we're credited I, as. I looked at exactly I looked right. at the old call sheet. The first day of Body Farm that 
footage actually made it into the film was March 15, 2015. So that was how long it took. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, there were I knew there was a, there was a couple scenes we had to reshoot. So I right. can't only imagine. So the first official day we shot was February 27th or 28th. Was that, that the, footage? That was the, the that beginning, was a, which we replaced later. Yeah, we had to reshoot all of that, unfortunately. Which which is cool because like we reshot it because we got better. Yeah. It's like and it was yeah, to get totally. it to match we. Yeah, yeah, it because the original, I mean the original feel of the movie starting out it was a lot different as we progressed because you know we started out. And, you know, I don't think anyone, any of us have done something of this scale before. I don't know. Have you guys done anything? A feature? The, no. The only like, feature I, I worked a, on was like a feature length documentary. Okay. But it really wasn't shot over 21 days. It, it was maybe five days of shooting and a lot of it was performance. Like, it was based on a performance. Yeah. So a lot of it was performance pieces and then yeah. So to the extensiveness that this was, no. I shot a season of a web series, it was 20 episodes, that took a year. And if you strung them together, you probably get about a feature, but that was all in one coffee bar. So it was just, it was in Bellevue. It was just okay. one place. And it yeah, showed up and, just... we did, and so this was much more of a Yeah, required a more more locations, more camera equipment to, to shoot it, yeah. uh, more resources available, definitely. And more dedication, really. More dedication, I yeah. Mean, dedication. It's like running two and a half, three years there. I, I run yeah. two marathons. It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you keep running and eventually yeah. you kind of get there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, or you pass out from exhaustion. <laughs> whatever happens first. And sometimes you uh, drag some a little further, they pass out, you wake up, you drag them a little further. I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> might, might throw up a little bit yeah. or, you know. No, actually, it's peeing in marathons you have to worry about, not throwing. Oh, pee. Yeah, got to stop. You're consuming stop. so much water. It's one of the things they stop don't Stop off the side of the road yeah, and right. take a little tinkle. And, you know, that, that happens. Just wear a Ooh, tall, time. Ooh, tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, making a feature is like that. Um, it's so, like peeing. It's, That's, it's like peeing. <laughs> sometimes it hurts a little bit, but by the time you're, you're, it's all out, it's, man, it's great. I mean, unless you have an STD, then it probably hurts a lot, but, you know. Yeah, it probably hurts afterwards also at that point. <laughs> so, I was... <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, it just them. hurts all the time. But, probably, you know, that's... that's awful. <laughs> you know, that, that was your fault for getting that in the first place, so... So, I, I actually did my research for this podcast, right? Um, I, I know. I just, uh, you did research for this? Nobody yeah. does. I don't even. I, I host this podcast. I don't do research. I did research I just, too. I ordered a, uh, a nice tall <laughs> glass of cider. That was a re good research. Anyway, I was trying to figure out when was my first mention of Body Farm. Do you, re do you remember this, Croner? Let me know whenever you want to go up. Uh, uh, do you remember? Because uh, you, you were the first mention of Body Farm. I, I, I was like, you sent me an email in, like, it was February of 15 asking. Oh, was that me? It was you. And he asked, Dude, do you know how to do? Do you know how to do a kosh? <laughs> and I remember I sent you Sami uh, Woman, which was a short film. I sent you the call sheet. Are you sure that was that was me? That was absolutely you. I'll show you the email later. Yeah, you can put to, it on if, your podcast. If you have any that email, you need to like forward that to me because uh, yeah. Um, anyway, it was like, dude, do you know how to do a call sheet? And I sent you a call sheet, and then it was sort of like. 
dude, can you do a call sheet for us? And that's how I got on the body farm. Little did I know, three years later. Yeah. Call sheets are like an art form that you just cannot do without. If you know yeah. someone can do a call sheet, it's like you need that. So it's your main form call sheets are like 99% of the work on, on a film Yeah, set. but that's... <laughs> Yep. That is the main form of communication and yeah, tying the crew together. Yeah. Like literally, if you don't have a good call sheet, the crew like just falls apart before it even starts. That's that's the glue that that helps the, the day yeah. actually even happen. So, you know? Anyway, you would think that Brandon or whatever would be the one who got me on the or Nick. No, it was actually you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I've never stopped so, doing call sheets after that point. <laughs> <laughs> that was so long ago. I just yeah. I don't think I have. If I sent that email to you, I don't think I have it anymore. Let's, yeah. let's talk something very interesting. All right. Kevin, what is your favorite part about doing call sheets? <laughs> is it is it the part where you put things on the call sheet? It's going to be profound right here. Uh, <laughs> call sheets. Tell us about call sheets, Kevin. <laughs> oh, well, all right. Uh, this is interesting. Right. You, you, Nick will send me, this is what we're shooting. You have to then take the script and you sort of turn it into a piece of modernist art. You have like different markers and this is an actor and this is basically this is everything you need. Okay. And then it's sort of like you make a list and then you say, Nick, this is what everything we need. Is everything we're going to need there? Yes or no? Or we don't need this. Usually Nick's like, oh, don't worry about A, B, C, and D. Or, we got to be covered. So, and then you just, I don't know, you make a giant spreadsheet out of it. And then cool. you, then you proofread it, and hope you didn't. What didn't happen the one day when Dave major the call sheet? Everybody had to be here at 9 a.m. for reasons that I don't know. He, I put his call time at 11. <laughs> Luckily, he like noticed that it was 9 a.m. and didn't show up at 11. <laughs> Oh, that's like, good. Oh, I was like, hey, Nick, how do you feel about shooting a silent film? <laughs> you must have been too pleased about that idea, as you can imagine. Uh, why not? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, have a, uh, we have Brandon in the background just kind of hanging out. We're going to bring him on later. But uh, he's just like doing really random things right now. Talking to random people. We, we, what you're saying is he's being a producer. He's being a producer. <laughs> yes, that's what producers do. They talk a lot. I'm gonna get myself in the trouble. Yeah, on you this are. I just set you up for that. Well, one. it's not live, so say whatever you want. It can get cut out. Like, <laughs> well, mine won't. At least my version won't. What I don't know what Brandon's gonna put up on his his edition of this, but mine's gonna be on it. <laughs> so we're actually talking to people right now. <laughs> No, it's not live. Oh. Yeah, we couldn't get the uh, the streaming working. Ugh, my gotcha. throat's getting a little dry. That's going to do better without that kind of pressure <laughs> on my shoulders. The first one we live streamed. It was uh, the first time I ever live streamed. Yeah. I wasn't even planning on doing that, by the way, for yeah. the first podcast. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, uh, the day of shooting, Brandon texts me, and he's like, how would you feel about streaming this? I was like, what? <laughs> I was just going to do like an audio recording. Like that's all I was going to do. I was like, yeah. normal yeah. podcast, audio recording, throw it up on iTunes, that'd be it. He's like, first he comes to me, he's like, how'd you feel about if we did a uh, video? I was like, all right, yeah, we can shoot video if you want. And then he's like, now how would you feel if we live stream the video? I was like, okay, sure. So we uh, streamed it to Facebook. 
a little te technical difficulty at the beginning, but once we got That's all right. the, the bugs worked out, and yeah, yeah. worked out. So what was your interesting part? I, I know call sheets there. You, 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 get, you guys get the more sexier jobs, don't yeah. you? Yeah, the sexier like, jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've I mean, a few, chicks love uh, the camera guys, right? Like, <laughs> I, I've AD'd a few projects in my life, and I feel like AD is the unsexiest job because you don't get the credit that an AD, like, yeah. ADs don't get credit for what they should. ADs. AD is the toughest job on set, in my opinion, of things I've done in my entire life. The hardest shoots I've ever had, I was AD on. I just think it, you have to have such a bird's eye view and details, you're the person that's making sure those details yeah. are, if they're not being handled, you're figuring out how it can be handled and who can handle it at that point. And, and uh, Ke problem. Kevin's not going to admit this, but he was probably the hardest working person yeah. on this production. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. You schlepping all that uh, equipment around. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> well, uh, there's, there's a huge difference between physical and, and just, just details to me. Yeah, the details. To me, I, I, will, I will do 70, 80 hours of physical like, yeah. just grip work a week. And, yeah, just... and I'll be less tired than I do if I do 40, 50 hours of like ADing and producing and detailing and yeah. things. It's so much, so much more stressful there's and, a, and taxing. Yeah, there's a difference between being physically tired and then being mentally tired. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, as that, long as my that, brain is not fried, yeah. I can at least crawl. <laughs> if my brain's fried, I can't even crawl anymore. Yeah, it's just know? like you can't even think about doing, you know, what you need to do. So. I think for me, the biggest challenge was Moundsville. Just because that one damn fuse box. You know, I was thinking about that fuse box. You know? we, had the, we had the working cells for that. I think I talked about that when I was being interviewed or something. I don't yeah. know. Yes. But, uh, well, so this, this fuse, I, I basically plotted out the, the, uh, the ampage. And when I looked at the ampage, there's no way in my head I should be tripping a fuse, but the fuse box kept tripping, and every time I kept tripping, it kept popping the fuse out because it was it was uh, old fashioned. The whole well, I mean, the whole whole place, whole well, place yeah. is yeah. you know it, it looks how it really is, <laughs> but uh, this fuse kept popping out. But it shouldn't have been tripping in the first place because I was distributing where I thought things should be distributed. I'm like I'm only doing 12 amps on this circuit and 12 amps on that circuit. Why am I why am I flipping it? turns out that the prison block shared its fuse block box not just of its own block but with the root though not just the hallway but the hallway that's in a room around the corner and another hallway and the coffee maker was on that's why, <laughs> that's why i kept tripping but in my mind not once it took me two and a half hours of resetting this fuse and like a couple couple blown takes because of it. it took me two and a half hours to realize the coffee maker something was... that's shouldn't like Electri electrically doesn't even make sense to be on this fuse box. Oh was on it the same it was, fuse box. <laughs> it wasn't the coffee maker, it was the ghosts. It was a ghost, yeah. yeah. The ghost, well, the ghost the kept day. making coffee. Let's just say when we, t when we took the coffee maker and put it two hallways down on this thinger, we were fine after that yeah. point. Yeah. So that was weird. Yeah, it's always that damn coffee maker. Yeah. So did you guys go and check out the Mindhunter set when you were there? No, but I did look at some of the equipment they left behind. Oh, they, really? Yeah, so they were wrapped. But they had like cr like crank evaders and like 25 frames all just littering the yard. Granted, you can't steal that stuff. I mean, you can't just drive up in a 
even a pickup truck and, and still a crazy yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they told us not to go look at it, and, and of course I didn't. Oh, I, didn't <laughs> I always saw what they had in front that they left in the yard. I didn't see anything else. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see the absolutely crazy elaborate set work that David Fincher does. I mean, how each individual cells was like individually like personified. I didn't see that at all. Yes, So we were literally filming the same location as Netflix's Mindhunter. Yeah. yeah. At so, the same exact time. So I mean, they weren't like is, they weren't there that day that we were there. But. No, but they like Fincher didn't come in and say like, oh, maybe you should try this one. <laughs> you just hey, can like you guys shared. keep it down? We're yeah. trying to shoot over here. Yeah. We, we walked in the bathroom. He was in the stall next to us. <laughs> No, oh, something Fincher. Like so we're, the, yeah, Finch. so we're. Finchy. Finchy. <laughs> so we're here. This was the block we were shooting in. And then, like, it was literally the next block over yeah. was the Mindhunter set. Yeah. So, yeah, it's ridiculous that the. Uh, I mean, we were only there a day, so I'm not sure how much of it is in the film. We did a lot in a day there. Oh, yeah. That was a Oh, we covered a day. lot. That was a big day. We had to be there for more than 12 hours, right? Yeah, I know travel time was like a... I think travel time, load in, load out, shooting time was, for me was about 16 and a half hours, I think, that day. Yeah. Yeah, we got out of there late. Later than we were expected to, I remember. Do you guys remember... And I, I, I want to know if we made it in the film because if it's going to be in the film, it's going to be hilarious. We shot a shot of Nick, Brett, and Brandon in Nick's garage, like the wall of Nick's garage. And I remember they were, they took reference photos of it because they were trying to recreate it in Boundsville as if like they're walking down this corridor and then you cut to a close up and it's Nick's garage. I, I don't know if I made it in the I film, but I think that would be, that's awesome. Yeah, we We had a lot of sets, a, 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 a very large range of, uh, you know, types of sets that we shot on. Some of them were actual real locations, and some of them were, you know, made in someone's basement. So. <laughs> As or well. in someone's garage. We could do a drinking game. Every, every time someone thinks it's in the basement, they drink. Every time they're wrong, they get to drink again. <laughs> Is this in the director's house? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much of this did, did we shoot in the director's house? I've shot in the director's house before. I've also shown the director's parents' house yes. previously before. Ah, yeah. When <clears throat> yeah. For uh, Nick's previous films, yeah. we uh, made a, he made a couple sets Mr. Mrs. Mayes. in his parents' garage. garage. So yeah, uh, there was four sets built for this, if I'm not mistaken. Two in Brandon's and then two in uh, Nick's. I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah, yeah, anyone, that's true. I don't know if there's a spoiler, but it shouldn't be. I mean, it's a film called Body Farm. Does anyone know, does Brandon still have blood stains in his basement? <laughs> like, well, as I understand yeah, it, does it, the blood yeah, he said, like it was, it was oh, he he got it into his vents. Yeah. Oh, it went everywhere. I we mean, were down there doing no some promo stuff, and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I have, I have blood down here. That's It's just that probably never oh, yeah. going to come out. No walls are I was spared. like, oh, yeah, just just leave that there for when you sell the house, and they're just going to like go down there and like wonder. Yeah. Like, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it was like, oh, you know, he was talking about like body parts. like, oh, I don't like horror movies. And it's like it's funny. It's like a totally different perspective when you're making them, because it's just 
you know, corn syrup and beer cans, and you, yeah. you know it's not real, and it's yeah. kind of funny. And it's cool. not like, like making the movie, it wasn't like a horror experience. Right. We had, I mean, we always had fun on set. Oh, yeah. And we were always joking around and just having a good time. And yeah. set, never, set never got to a point where it was like, Oh my God! The stress yeah, of no. making the day is is going to just make me want to I drive mean, a car to bridge. Like I, no, like it was really like good vibes, positive. Everyone really did what they had to do throughout. And I might I might wanted to have uh, killed Nick once or twice, but well, I mean, you know. yeah, like, you're working for 21 days. I mean, once or twice, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Working with any and yes, every, everybody in the cast and crew made it out alive. Happy to Almost. say, Almost. there was that one PA. Yeah, spoiler. That one PA. Was her name? I don't remember. Yeah. She wasn't there. They haven't found the body yet. <laughs> Pick farm. <laughs> Pick farm. <laughs> so, have you talked to Mike at all? The, the special effects? Because I feel like he's like, no, we haven't. Uh, yeah, William, Mike pretty, Williams yeah. did all the special effects. Is he credited on here as? Yeah, Michael, yes, Michael Design yeah, by Michael, Michael Williams. Design by Michael Williams. Michael the Beard Williams. The Beard Williams. I uh, mean, all the stuff he did. My also, it's like crazy. My like, favorite moment of filming was everyone's reaction. I will not do a spoiler. Beep 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 beep. But a bunch of brain matter blowing against the wall. <laughs> I don't think that's not, that's too much of a spoiler. But the special effects on that, everyone's reaction was probably my favorite set like moment. Uh, oh, and, it's great because the way you do these things is so you shoot everything up to like the very moment and then you rehearse it like crazy crazy like crazy you're doing it 15 minute times up to the point of hitting the button yeah so you're sort of like conditioned to not expect something and then you get to the one where it happens and then obviously this time is different and it's yeah we did yeah. a uh um, that, like I mentioned, I wasn't there for that basement scene, but we did something similar in Brandon's basement for uh, the 48-hour film project. Yeah, uh, I think it was the first one that we, uh, that I, that I was uh, like the lead on. Um, I don't think any of you guys were there for that, were you? I was not. No, it, was that? <clears throat> it was, was uh, um, Mike Reaping in that one. Yes, that was the one I, I, with Reaping call, in it. He call, played call. like a soldier. Yeah. Um, Brandon played, played like this dick business guy. I, um, I remember that one now. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was and not we there, did that uh, that thing where uh, we had, uh, where it was supposed to be Reaping, like pretty much bashes Brandon's head in with a baseball bat. And we got like this watermelon and just like filled it with all this like Kiro syrup and yeah, all we, this other We did the watermelon stuff. trick in this one too. Yeah. Oh, did, did you? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we just like went to town. It just went to town on it. And but um, I just remember, was it Brandon had that? Uh, he has like a a riot shield prop. It was like a clear riot shield. So like we, I had somebody. I was on the on the floor, pretty much rolling around in blood, and with my camera. And then I had someone standing over me, putting the riot shield in front of the camera to block the blood splatter. That worked so much like... better than what we did on Body Farm. We had a picture frame <laughs> that we pulled the uh, glass out of and held that in front of the oh camera lens. <laughs> you had two yeah. cameras on that too, right? That wasn't that one of the rare times we had two, two I think mostly because so the, as a backup, yeah. you don't get a second tape. This so. might be a spoiler, I will say nothing, but the quote, gun blast, unquote, uh, we had two cameras for that one, but for the 
uh, the one we used watermelon for. Oh right, yeah. We only had one camera for that one. That's 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 one where like you saw watermelons. That's like a grenade going off when you hit it. It's just shrapnel <laughs> everywhere. It's just bits well, didn't we have trouble with that? Like when you like like he hit it a couple of times and nothing happened. And we're like, <laughs> then like Wait Nick said Nick gave him like the direction like hit it harder or something. Oh yeah, and it just went everywhere. Uh, there was a uh, there's a production I worked on recently where they had a. Um, there's a specific name for it, and I can't remember the name for it. It's it's a, like an actual cannon that you put in like somebody's bot, like underneath somebody's clothes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What is the name it's of that? Air cannon. No, but I mean, there's a, a specific there's name for name for it for squib? like a production a squib. I think it's a squib. Is that does that sound right? Theoretically, uh, a squib I think is like an explosive, but they might call it a squib still. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I was just say it was really cool because they actually like specially like like rented this for the shoot, and I just uh, I've never seen anything like that. Usually, most of the productions I've worked on, they usually have homemade cannons or yeah, so, like you know, brings, yeah. So, so the other really crazy moment you were here for this one. You probably remember this. Yeah. So do you know um, Tom Mirth? Yes. Very giant bear of a man. There's a part in the movie he tackles Brandon. <laughs> trying not to spoil, but he tackles Brandon. And I remember we were set up behind, so we were in the backs, and Nick was in the scene on the floor. So that meant when both actors on the AD calls action. So we're setting this up, and we do this a couple takes, and then, you know, Nick said, give me a minute. They're setting up, and in just one moment, he takes Mirth aside, and he goes, really hit him this time. <laughs> Brandon had no idea. Wasn't, didn't Brandon have like a bum shoulder or something like that? That he like that was the reason he couldn't get hit hard. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so Nick and, 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 and Nick smiles Apparently, at me. Nick didn't know and, that. And, and I'm smiling at me. And sort of like the the AD in this case, I'm kind of like. You know, the guys who are like in the pool who's gonna about to shoot the cue ball. And I'm like, okay, we're rolling. Action. And Tom hit him. And you could hear, I don't know if it made it in the film, you could hear the air leave Brandon's lungs. Oh, he gave out like, <laughs> and, and, and Nick is like, great, got it. And there's like, <laughs> there it is. And, and, and Brandon's point. like, check please. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as far as I know, Brandon had no idea it was coming. It was, <laughs> it's great. You can't fake that. You, know? you can't fake actual pain. You can fake, <laughs> <laughs> fake trying not to be in pain. But, and Mirth is know. just up there smiling. And Brandon. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, I'm sure it was all worth it in the end. I mean, he's, he looks like he's still upright. Yeah, there, he's, so, yeah he's still he's alive. Yeah. He didn't, like, <laughs> die shortly yeah. after that. For now. He's, uh, you know, he's got to finish producing that film. Yeah. He needs to hit, still needs to hit the play button. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, he put a lot of props to Brandon. He put a lot of, a lot of time and his own money into and his own body, literally. And his own body. Yeah, body. So, the man. <laughs> Boy, figuratively and literally. Yeah, yeah right. he was 
they, we were definitely farming his body that day. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bar, yeah. Just, uh, all right. Steve, when can, we, can we, when can we see Body Farm? We can see Body Farm. You gotta put me on the spot. January 23rd. What time? At 7 p.m. Where? At the Oaks Theater. Yeah, how can, the, how can the, the last folks get tickets if they would like them? They can go online and at bodyfarmmovie.com. Um, and there's a link on the page to get tickets. And, or, or, let's see, they're $8 online, or they're $10 at the door. Buy them online, folks. So you can buy them online ahead of time. Save yourself two bucks. You can use those two bucks to maybe contribute to a, a drink there or something. Yeah. They've got a nice bar there. Yeah. That's a nice theater. You guys yeah, been yeah. there? It's a brilliant, uh, yeah, it is. I was supposed to, and I ended up not going to that it's like, event. It's a big screen, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, really? Normally, like these indie screens, well, uh, that's the one we went to recently, the, the one in Bluefield. It's very tiny. Oh, uh, the Row House. Right. This is actually a legit <coughs> movie screen, so. Oh, speaking of. Uh, so you will see every last ounce of breath leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, speaking of theaters, I just wanted to bring up, um, let's see, the Hollywood Theater. Um, did you guys see anything about that recently? Yeah, Some sort of fundraiser is happening, but no, I didn't like some, someone bought it. They're actually supposed to be having a, um, a meeting about this tonight, like a board, like a public board meeting. Yeah. Um, that somebody's uh, purchased, I believe they already purchased the it's theater. It's already been purchased. And yeah. they're, they're debating on what to do with the theater at this point. It's either going to um, <clears throat> remain doing what it, it's been doing, for the many years that it's been around. Um, this is, by the way, the Hollywood Theater in Dormont. Uh, it's just like right outside of Pittsburgh. Um, or they're gonna become, I believe they called it a, uh, I forget the name for it now. It's like a second string uh, movie theater or something like that where they get- Second hand, yeah. Second hand, second hand, yeah. Where they get movies right after they're screened, you know, uh, normally and, uh, much, you know, big, bigger chains and things like that um, nationally. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, the goal is to not have it turn into a secondhand theater. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys it's are... Pretty, it's pretty rare that you find a place to show your work as a filmmaker. Yeah, you know? and that's... I mean, you, you at least want to see it projected once. Yeah. So it feels like a real movie. Yeah. As opposed it, to just a video you made for YouTube. And that's you know? that's one of those places where people around Pittsburgh, they do go to screen their movies, um, you know, and it's just a great place to go and to watch a movie that, you know, you might, you might not normally see. Um, so definitely show your support towards that. Absolutely. Um, you know, definitely let your voice be heard to the, you know, the, the now current owners of the theater that's, you know, you want, you want the, uh, the legacy of that theater to remain alive. So just want to put that out there just, uh, for the, for the future of the theater. So, uh, all right. Um, you guys have anything else to talk about? Yeah. I think we. Uh, uh, I could. I could keep talking if we need to. Keep talking. But I. I think. Talking about uh, what? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Uh, uh, yeah. Body Farm Two: The Search for More Bodies. The Search for More Bodies. <laughs> <laughs> That's Body Farm Two: Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, we've run out of bodies. We need to go find some more. <laughs> Body farm two. Dude, where's my kidney? Yeah. Dude, where's my kidney? I know I left it around here somewhere. I was just like... <laughs> dude. Where's your kidney, dude? Yeah. Dude, where's I don't my know, kidney? dude. Where's my kidney, dude? Where's your kidney, dude? Ah. So this is... I have to say, this is... This is exciting. This is your first feature director of photography credit. Like, like I yeah. think you shot shorts, but you can say you oh, yeah. DP the I feature. I, I mean, that's pretty. Direct, yeah, I DP pretty amazing, feature. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It says it right there. Yeah, there, there is my name. I'm, I'm really glad that they use Stephen instead of Steve. Because uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if that was. Uh, no, I, I didn't do that by request. Well, I'm all confused because I did all of our credits. I did this short film called The Angel and the Stockbroker. Nick is a producer. And all the credits, and we just finalized the title sequence. We did this very crazy animated title sequence. It wasn't like black text. It took a lot of work. And I see this, and it's like, it's supposed to be Nicholas? And yeah. There's I'm not another. changing that, Nick. I'm sorry. That was too much. There's another one. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> It's always been Nick. Wouldn't that actually change? Yeah. I mean, everyone calls me Steve, but yeah. I mean, I usually prefer Steven. I don't know. I don't know if I really have a preference. At this point, I don't even have like. If I'm being credited for something, I would probably prefer Steven right. rather than Steve. But uh, I've like regressed. I used to go by Timothy M. Roberts. Oh, that's right. Timothy. And then I went to Tim you're, Roberts. Your rep. And you're, now I'm facing the, the artist known as T Rex. <laughs> the artist known as T Rex. And that's and now, not even a joke. <laughs> and now it's Mr. T Rex. Mr. T Rex is the next. Mr. Uh, Mr. That's T. That's the 2018 uh, goal. And then, then you'll be the artist formerly known as T Rex. <laughs> yeah. And then T Diddy. T Diddy. <laughs> and then you'll be uh, Tough Daddy after that. I like that one. Tough Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> I had a nickname T-Rage for one day of my life. T-Rage? Was it because you... It was actually a pretty bad day. You were raging It was a good day, but it was a bad day. Speaking of bad days, do you remember the day we met? No. <laughs> How I remember these things, but... I feel like I've we, known you for so long now, I can't remember that far back anymore. We, we were, <laughs> his roommate was doing a his thesis at Chatham, right? Oh, Blake, that's right. right. Yeah. So Tim here was playing a homeless guy. I don't know how we didn't get arrested. We were in the south side. They He's lit a fire, the fire. In, the, <laughs> we, in the middle of the street, in the south side. I don't know why anybody... Because it's south nobody, side. Nobody okay. questioned it. Nobody questioned I it. I live in like, south side. <laughs> I live in south side. Nobody gives a shit in south side. Well, Trust me. Well, theoretically, I don't know if it's considered south side. It's more Station Square. Oh, it was, it was more like, Station Square? It was Square. like by Terminal. People like terminal might way. give a shit in the Station terminal, Square. It was like li literally not Terminal Way, but like the Terminal Way buildings. It okay. Was, it was along one of the side streets. Okay. There. But uh, that's, that's how I met this man. I was a bum, and you you had you were a speaking part bum. I did. I smoked a bunch of cigarettes and then spoke. Didn't you also, weren't you also in a movie where you played like a rapist or something? Thank you, Steve. I, I, just you. I just had to bring that up. Thank you for reminding me and your audience that the only roles I ever play are either uh, a bum or a rapist. Physical assaulters, we'll keep it at that. Okay. Or dead bodies. Okay. That's the only thing I play. I'm trying to diversify. You're ruining this for you've me. Been tight, you've been typecast like that. My agent's going to have to. Uh, Sue for some like libel <laughs> and slander. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. That's, right. That's your type. This movie, on yourself. 
that's all right. In this movie, I had to strip down to my undies and play dead. I yeah. think that might actually be more embarrassing. Did we wrap you in plastic Adam, too? We did. Yes. You I and Adam, Adam. Adam Shahan. Like, yeah, we were like head to head, and it was like trying to figure out when the camera's gonna go overhead. Uh, so you know, like. Williams, play, like, Williams was in that scene with you guys too, wasn't Oh yeah, he? yeah, Williams was Williams in that was too. That scene, yeah. That was like the only one that wasn't actually in any part of that movie. That's okay. You kind of, if you're in that movie, that means you're pointing the camera at yourself. Yeah, right, yeah. That might you're be like, yeah, point so. the camera, run in front. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and like, run back. <laughs> Break the yeah. wall. Yeah, well. Oh, it's alright. I don't like being on that side of the camera. I won't audition for things. I don't like being inside of a camera either. <laughs> yeah, that must feel really weird to be inside the camera. Yeah. yeah. Steve knows nothing about this. Nothing. He about just loves his cameras, but he's never inside of them. <laughs> I'm still. Body farm! I'm, I'm still innocent to the. You know, getting into the, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't broken the, uh, the camera chair yet. It's okay. You don't need to, Steve. <laughs> Have either of you ever broken a camera? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I've broken I, a lens. It was a really bad day. I would cry if I, even, even if I broke a lens, I would cry. I broke an L-series lens. Oh, I would. So die. nothing like uh, what's her face uh, and uh, Hathaway's stunt double in Dark Knight Rises, who took out an IMAX camera. Oh yeah, there were six in the world. Now there are yeah. five because of this lady. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those never that. work in this town again type things. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a like a condition now about tripods, where I can't walk away from a camera unattended entirely because I'm just so paranoid. But I basically was shooting up some product photography. Yeah. And uh, had my shot set up, had a tripod there, walked away because I had some lighting setups to do. And the tripod, because it's a mint product, and mint products just always end up slipping at some point or another in your life, mm. started to slip. And the leg slid and slid and slipped and slipped. And I wasn't looking, I looked behind, only to see the leg totally slip and the camera going head over heels. Oh, jeez. And it went. Uh, Camera's fun, but went lens first into my basement floor. And is that how you broke the lens? The lens did not make it. There was no salvaging it. I could have had it repaired. I bet it would cost more to repair it. The repair bill was like a thousand bucks, and it's a two thousand dollar lens. Yeah. I mean, it was it was covered by insurance. Well, that's that's good. So really, it was like a five hundred dollar deductible gets gets hit. My seven was five hundred. It was a bad day. I cried. I was a script supervisor on a film once. I would too. Yeah. Where I guess the second assistant was on like a, a big shoot. There's like the second, is it the first assistant? Is the one who like changes the lenses. Uh, the first, first assistant. Yeah. yeah. All right. The first, first day. The first yeah. AC was off doing something. So the DP is like, "Can you do me a favor? You just hold this lens." I'm like, "Okay." And he gives me this lens. He goes turn turns to me and goes, "Be careful! This lens costs more than a house." It's funny. It didn't seem very heavy before. All of a sudden, it was like bricks. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Some of those lenses, the camera cameras lenses, they they are very very uh, expensive. And as a reminder, you don't need, you know. I mean, you don't, you don't, you probably don't need tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment to make a movie because we definitely did not have right. the most expensive.
camera gear to... I feel like it's equalized out. Like, back when it was filmed and it was like 16 millimeter, like Blair Witch Project, you could tell an obvious difference between... Yeah. Now it seems like... If you guys have the skill as you guys, the equipment is to the point where you could almost pass it off as being... Yeah. I mean, there's there's still going to be obvious differences. I mean, there, there are certain features, you know, in cinema cameras that, you know, a DSLR obviously isn't going to have. But, you know, we, sh we shot all, I think, pretty much the entire thing on a, uh, a Canon EOS 6D. So... That, uh... I mean, the, the speed that we had to go, too. I mean, if we went any bigger, just imagine if you had something that was, like, 25 pounds you had to carry from, you know, from shot to shot and get set up fast. I mean, oh, yeah. We were doing... Yeah, I that... I think we were doing, like, 25 shots a day on average, probably. Yeah. I, I did a 48 with, what is it, Sony F65. Was crazy. I don't know how this guy, like, literally, he couldn't do certain moves the director asked for because it was just so a beast of a machine. Yeah. Have you ever used yeah. one of those? Like this? Yeah. I've not used. No, no. I think it was an F65. They're, was they're a pretty big, yeah. big camera. I mean, you need support. You need to have a lot of support behind it. Yeah. yeah so, I'm definitely, you know, I've shot on more, you know, more professional. Well, not well. I don't. I don't really know what what defines as professional. Yeah, but no, no, no. Anymore, the, the line is want. kind of blurred. But in the Avengers, there's not the whole movie, but there are certain shots where like explosions went off, or they didn't want to put high-end cameras where they yeah. used like your camera, basically. No, really. For like just random street yeah, stuff. I, I mean, it's not the whole movie, but so like yeah. yeah. I mean, I know like Hollywood. A lot of some Hollywood director of photography that say. They'll use like Canon 1DCs as like crash cams because they don't want to risk putting Aria Red Red out there. So they'll end up using the SLRs and just for things that are high risk for them, they they're still using similar so, similar technology we're using. So we shot this on a camera that there are certain shots in the Avengers were used with our camera. So <laughs> Yeah. It can be done. You know, you can shoot a feature film on a DSLR, it's just you know also you shouldn't I don't know. It, we we kind of talked about it a little bit on the uh, the last podcast where you know I don't know how to how to word this where it doesn't sound like I'm trying to be a dick, but how do I put that into words? Um, I don't know yeah, what you're talking about, but I don't say know. You, you you know figure out the story you want to tell. Figure out just yeah. what resources you have, and then you know start molding it from that point. You know, you, if you you're telling a story where you want to be talking, you know, doing high impact Avenger style scenes, but you don't have fifty million dollars of budget, then you have to then think, how do I? What really matters in this story? Like, what is the story really saying? Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much what I'm what, trying to say. Like, the story is not asking for these superhero and superhero battle for two hours there's an orgy of superheroes fighting like I mean, that's we, not what it's about let's let's try to really but i mean we had we had we had steadicam shots in this we had dolly shots in this we had that dolly shot i actually forgot about that that was a fun shot the one going into the brain you're talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah but that's exactly what i was trying to like kind of the point i'm trying to get at is like 
you know, don't think too big with it. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, the, the, the downside with having all those equipment shoots is it's literally heavier, and it's not just the equipment. And you're, you're, you have to have 100 people to handle the equipment. So just moving the camera around becomes just a huge fiasco. And, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it takes, like, it's like basically an army has to ship from this. It doesn't seem like a lot from this end of the room to this end of the room. That's you one know. thing I like about indie filmmaking is you always have to look at how do we take the story and then make it fit within the scope that we have to work with. But there's never time bigger sets because you need that much personnel support just to do like, hey, we just need this much personnel support to move camera from A to B. Then all of a sudden you have all of these personnel that are sitting around for two hours now doing nothing. But you have to have them there. In yeah. filmmaking, like, no one's sitting around ever. It's a constant and motion for everyone. And, you, and you know? you'll find in these big sets you don't know everybody. I feel like we all knew each other. Oh yeah, we were... You know, we were very family-esque on this set, I want to say. You know, we all Perhaps got along. Morally, in fact. <laughs> hey, now. Calm yourself. Save it for after. Wish I had a straw. Right about this moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, where were we? Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, we definitely... You know, there was there was a certain magic that kind of happened on set. Not to be sound too cliche, but you know, we definitely all you know, I think, like, worked well you're, together. You're, your enthusiasm for it increased as you got on. Is I think we sort of got yeah. A feel there there for was each a other. high morale yeah. throughout the and entire production, and it sort of was like a curve that went up. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. mean, there were productions that where you get on. And you don't get along with, you know, certain people, and they can just, like, you know, bring it all down, pretty much. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how much experience you might have, you know, or how experienced everyone is on set. You know, if these guys are all professionals and they do this for a living, you know, if they all hate each other, it's, it's definitely going to create a very terrible work environment and it's going to probably result in a terrible uh, product from that environment. Yeah, so. you, hear, you always hear movies that have issues. You watch movies and you're like, I see why they, I see that they uh -huh. had crew issues. I can kind yeah. of see it coming across on screen right now. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So definitely, you know, find, find the crew. If you're making a film, find that crew that you can, you know, you can bond with on sets and you know that can understand your ideas to bring to life and to uh, you know even if it's just a, a group of friends even if you guys have like no experience you know if, it, if but if, if you have ideas that you want to bring to life you know that's it's, it shouldn't stop you from you know making a movie it was really cool because the night before Nick would invite me over and I would you know, he had a guest room and I'd stay over and we would present two beers and we'd go over the shot list and we'd kind of talk it out. Yeah. A lot of these shoots you, you go into, you kind of feel like, uh, I'm not even sure what is going on, Why? but this you knew exactly yeah. what. I mean, granted, really yeah. Nick could also make me feel like I don't know what's going on sometimes, but that's just Nick. It's like, oh, actually, let's do this instead. And just like completely, oh, I changed around around the shot list for today. 
So we're gonna we're gonna do this instead. I'm like, what? When did this happen? Well, I think it's you, 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 when you really prep and then you know it, that gives you the freedom to do that. Yeah, pre-production gives you Yeah, it's sort of like you, you, you have a good sense and then it's like your brain can click like, oh, we put one plus two together, we can do three and not have to worry about one and two and it's only one shot. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It, it always, you're always, I've not had a film yet where you don't simplify the shot list on the day Although sometimes you add things too, but um, right, it's good. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I I I I miss our sort of uh, monthly sort of thing yeah. where we shoot our little uh, bit. Yeah. I mean, it's really like oh, we shot together. twenty short films, but they're all the same story. It was like you know, yeah, yeah. Just looking at when you shoot like over that stretch of time, if you shoot a short film in only two or three days, it's easy to piece together like the scenes, but. I mean, just, we weren't all over the place. There was organized chaos. Mm -hmm. But, like Kevin was saying, like, this scene was actually shot in two or three different locations on three or four different days. Oh, yeah. And like, in, the, in, the, in the, the span of, like, two years. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't even know the order of, like, like the order of plot points for Body Farm still. I, I think I do. But yeah. I think there's gonna be twists that I don't even know about, even yeah. though I was on set. Well, and I've read it. I've read an earlier script, but they've revised it so many times yeah. as yep. we like yeah. shot. So yeah. we, uh, you know, we definitely did a couple revisions to uh, kind of incorporate certain elements into it. Right. You know, as we were going along, because as I said, you know, we shot this through such a long period of time. You know, you know, of course it's gonna crop up. You're like. Hey, what if we did this? You know, and they add that into there. Or, yeah. You know, they're like, oh wait, no, this isn't really going to work out too well, so we take that part out of the script, or you know. And it's also interesting because the producer, director, writers are also characters playing characters, mm -hmm. so it's almost yeah. they're discovering these characters as they play them, and then that impacts. Yeah. You know, these the rewrites that happen yeah, later that, on. That goes back to the idea that we all wear multiple hats on set. Well, that's you know our producer and our director. Yeah, or the probably wore the most hats because they're not only behind the camera, they're also in front of, in, in front of it. <laughs> yeah. So they play the, the two leads in the film. So it, it's helpful when the editor is on set too. Yes. Yeah. The uh, producer is also. I don't even know if he credits himself on the. Oh no, it does. It says edited and written by. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, let's... So let's count the ways here. We have one. <laughs> How many times two. is Brandon on there? Three, I count four. And actually, Five. these are two Five. because yeah, they're two. Executive produced. Right. Did you get that one? Uh huh. Oh, you did? Yeah. One, oh, I must have missed that. Two, three, four, four. five. Five. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, just to wrap up, um, where can we find more about you guys? Are you? On the social meds. Oh goodness! Not Are you me. guys hip with the uh, the We're, Twitters and the the Facebooks? Yeah, I'm in the Facebook. The... Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm barely responsive socially. I do have an out of very uh, two year out of date website at timrobertsvideoproduction.com. Well, what was that again? Just timrobertsvideoproduction.com. There you That's go. one word. Timrobertsvideoproduction.com. Correct, Steve. All right. All right. I uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. All right. And what we'll, you obviously will 
find you on, I'm sure you got a few IMDB credits, right? Yeah, a couple. All right. Well, you can you can look up these guys on I. You're on IMDb, aren't you? Yes, I am. I think. Okay. I can't remember if it's Tim Roberts or Timothy M. Roberts no, or you're T. Tim Roberts, which <laughs> is T. Rex now. Which is hilarious yeah. because when you set up like an IMDb, so like me, it's easy. With him, I think there's 23 Tim Roberts. <laughs> so you're always trying to make sure the credit goes to the correct Tim Roberts, and inevitably, every time I put it out, I'll send it him a list like. Okay, well, this guy's in the UK, so I'm pretty sure we can eliminate this Tim Roberts. But, like. <laughs> Which Tim Roberts is this? Yeah. Okay, this guy looks too important. Ah, uh, this one. one of the I, I believe you are Tim sure. I believe oh, you are Tim Roberts Play. 23. Is Let's the see, real Tim, Rob Tim Roberts. <laughs> Tim, does it say Tim Roberts acting credits uh, pedophile or. I'm sorry, what was it again? I don't think that one ended up on IMDb, no. Was it a pet or? Unconvicted assaulter. <laughs> I keep making it worse and worse every time I bring it up. Thank you, thank you. Pedophile, uh, what was it again? Uh, I bet you there's at least 22 on Megan's Laws list now. Maybe 23 soon. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Are you not allowed to go into school zones anymore because of that? <laughs> I'm allowed to speed through the 15 mile an hour zones because they want me to get through very quickly. Okay, okay, okay. What's spoken on this podcast do not represent the views of yeah, Body Farm, yeah. KBT Productions, Brandon's and Pickle gonna, 17 Productions. Brandon's going to put up a disclaimer, probably. I mean, for, for his version at least. My version's not going to, you know. It's not a warning for your version, I guess. Yeah. It'll it'll have the big M rating on it or mature or whatever, so you can watch it and just you know uh, make your own opinions about what you think Tim is. Um. Anyway, we are we are both on IMDb. Uh, he is not. He is a good man. He has never committed any crime in his life. Just to just to no clarify that. No, no felonies. felonies. Maybe no a few no. misdemeanors, no felonies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to stay in Pennsylvania misdemeanors. <laughs> Not in this country, at least. You know, he might he might have committed you know, you know, uh, murders in other places, but that maybe, was that was in a past life. Maybe arson on the street that one time. That was before he went into the witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs>